What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week, we spotlight members of the WordPress community. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and my contributions over on torquemag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. You can also download episodes directly from WMR.fm. Pumpkin spice lattes are back in season and 12 foot tall skeletons are back in stock at Home Depot, which means Halloween is here again. Now, Halloween's origin goes back to ancient Celtic festivals when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. Going with that spirit, eh, we thought we'd spend today's episode of Press This telling spooky stories of clients from hell or installs gone wrong. So come sit by the fire with me. As we hear from our first guest, Chris Wigman, an engineering manager at WP Engine, as he tells a frightful tale. Chris, can you set the mood for us here before you get into your tale? Tell us about like you know when it's happening and where you are in life. Kind of set the mood for this story. This is an old tale. It goes back to a state far away and a job many removed from what I'm doing now. It was one of my early jobs in the WordPress industry. This would have been spring, winter to spring of 2014. So almost nine years ago now that this 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 occurred. 2014. And you, you were telling me earlier that you had a successful plugin. Can you tell us about that that plugin that we're going to be telling the story about? Sure. This story is also about one of the early plugin successes. It's a plugin now called iTheme Security, and I had sold it to iThemes as Better WP Security. When I sold it, we knew we had over 200,000 active users. Remember, this was nine years ago. And even, you know, that was before they, they even had download counts available and all the horror stories is that's been removed now. But this was before that was even a thing in the first place. So we knew we had a lot of users. We knew we had a very successful plugin. And we were releasing the first version of it as a rebrand from Better WP Security to iThemes Security. 
you kind of actually got me thinking here. You're talking about before the days of tracking active installs. Do you know roughly how many downloads you had or how, how back then would you have known how many users, how would you have guessed how many active users you had? The, the best we had to go by was active downloads and a lot of educated guesses. Now, I, at the time, I had put in Google Analytics, so that cleared up a lot of things. But before the Google Analytics part, the only way we knew was how many downloads, and then we could guesstimate, based on that, how many active users we thought there were. Okay, so you had a very popular security plugin, a WP security plugin. You had a lot of active installs and probably a lot of active users. You're, you were saying it's kind of one of the early days, uh, one of the early WordPress plugin success stories, and you had just sold it. So things are going well for you. This is a this is a success story so far in your horror story, right? So far, yeah, things went well. We had the support person now to help me full time with it. We had I had time being part of a company now that I could dedicate full-time to developing it so we could actually do things like a beta program and get people testing it, make sure everything was working and really spend time to make sure and look at as we really prepared that first release that everything should have been right, should have been working. So things are going well. Why don't you get into the meat of the story here? Tell us what happened. Sure. Well, what happened is that the plugin had two features. The first was something that was wildly considered part of security 10 years ago in WordPress, which is, I mean, it's not security at all in reality, especially we know that these days, and that's hiding the admin area or hiding WP login. You know, normally you go to the URL and your login form pops up. We used to like to say, and I'll admit now that it was probably more marketing even then than it was security because that if you hid those, somehow the site would be safer. It's kind of like taking the front door of your house and putting it along the side of your house and claiming that your house is more secure. It, it didn't work that way, but it was a very complex feature to make, make this happen, to make people feel better about it. And the second feature that we had that broke on this release was something called a way mode, which is basically if you were in a nine to five office and you didn't want people getting into it at all outside of work hours, you, say for a school or a doctor's office or something like that, this feature would set the times that that form was available at all. So you couldn't log into the site. You couldn't get into the back end except for the hour specified by the site admin. And both mm -hmm. of these features were really rewritten pretty heavily for this. It was, I, th I think the number was 4.0 release that, that we came out with around the beginning of March. So this was four months from the time I had started and sold it to being able to finally work on it full-time. You know, it had always been a side job for me. Um, I had a full-time job at other companies and schools. This was my, the first time I had been able to work on the plugin full-time. So we, we started a beta program we rewrote these features and we released them on, I want to say right around March 1st, give or take. So for two or three days after that release, everything looked okay. The feedback seemed positive. The beta, we had never heard any problems with the beta testers. We had a few hundred people beta testing this thing and everything seemed good. And then the problem started to roll in. People couldn't get to their site. I can't remember now if it was just the dashboard. I think in some cases it was the whole site went down and we couldn't figure out why. Okay, it must be, you must be doing something wrong. Things changed enough on this that maybe your configuration was wrong. And we kind of went with that for a day or so. And then it exploded. Not 
we didn't bring down one or two sites with a bug that we did find the bug and we patched the bug within about a week from initial release. We brought down somewhere between 10 and 20,000 sites by estimate with this bug based on usage numbers and how many people we knew were using the feature and this and that. The away mode, but the combination of away mode and the hide backend simply left things in loops. You couldn't log in, you couldn't get the things. The site was effectively dead. And you couldn't just log in and disable the plugin. You had to get into hosting. Now, if, if you've ever dealt with hosts and, and WordPress users, sometimes it's really easy. You know, it's easy to tell somebody, hey, log in and disable the plugin and that'll fix your problem. But what if you can't log in? How do you get mm -hmm. to that plugin to disable? So we wound up with you know, a couple hundred one-star reviews all within a couple of days. It just exploded and it was not a good situation for anybody. Wow. So you think somewhere between 10 to 20,000 sites that were using this plugin and got this beautiful update that was four months in the making and had a beta program. It was well-tested. You had a team behind it, but it didn't instantly bring these sites down, but kind of a rolling series of crashes. It seemed at first like user errors and very quickly became, nope, this is, <laughs> this is, this is something we did. So how, how did you how did you react? What was the next step for you after, you know, hundreds of negative reviews and, you know, thousands of sites down? Well, there's only so much you can do. Our goal then was to A, fix the problem. Some folks came back, many over time came back. Some folks would never touch the product again. And it's understandable. We broke trust with it. And then the second thing was making sure that we had even improved beyond that some of these feature testing and things like that for future releases. I was only with the plugin for 14 months total with iThemes before I left, you know, working on that plugin entirely. But we instituted quite a, quite a number of programs, quite a number of tests, quite a number of procedures to make sure something like that couldn't happen again. And to my knowledge, it never has with that type of plugin or with that particular plugin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, I mean, that must've been stressful for you. Did, did you, do you feel like you learned anything from this experience? Is there anything you've changed since then because of this experience? Most of the changes at the time, you know, I haven't done a commercial plugin like that since. One of the lessons I learned is that even a beta program, you, you got to get the right data back from the beta, beta program. Could we have discovered this? Well, it was pretty clear that with the right combination of settings, yeah, we probably could have discovered it in beta. But instead, we had just opened a beta and said, here, try it. If you see anything, let us know without any kind of direction uh, as to, well, try this specifically or try that specifically. You combine that with all the everything else going on. If there was a weakness, it was that lack of direction, lack of inspecting each feature in the beta and just looking mm -hmm. at everything from the big picture rather than just the deep, rather than specific details. Wow. So if that tale... That Chris just told you of 20,000 sites going wrong after a what sounded like a successful launch of a, a you know a new plugin then stay tuned after this break for another horror story we'll be right back time to plug into a commercial break stay tuned for more press this in just a moment support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to a Halloween edition of Press This, a WordPress community podcast. On this episode, we're telling frightful tales of plugins gone wrong and other WordPress horror stories. I'm your host, Doc Pop, and right now I'm talking to Derek Aschauer, a web designer and developer who also makes WordPress plugins. Uh, Derek, I hear that you have a spooky tale for us. Can you can you set the scene? Uh, yeah, so this is really early in my career, uh, a long time ago. I was still working full-time at a normal company making and building websites, but I was doing some freelance work on the side. I had uh, helped a small concert venue build a custom ticketing system because they really hated Ticketmaster. There was a, They were an indie kind of venue, so they wanted to do anything to avoid those big corporate companies. Um, but I had built this pretty good ticket system, I thought at least, and they were going to have a huge concert uh, back in the day when Blink-182 was really popular. They were going to have them at their venue, and they were going to sell tickets for $1 a piece. So this thing's going to get absolutely slammed overnight uh, when they released the tickets. So we set it up, did all kind of testing, and thought it was working great. And then come the morning that we're supposed to release it, I think it was like a Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning. There were some rules, some basic things that we had in place, like you couldn't buy more than eight tickets to try and get as many people opportunity to get tickets and stuff like that. Again, early in my career, so uh, I didn't do the best at checking on things, but um, the venue itself could hold, I think it was about a thousand people. And so we had a limit that, you know, once it hits a thousand tickets to basically stop selling them. And of course, we release at 10 o'clock. I'm at my normal day job, just doing my thing. Not really, you know, I kind of checked it, make sure the site was at least loading and, and stuff like that, but not really too concerned. And a few minutes go by, seems everything seems to be going great, going great, going on. And then suddenly I start getting text message and then I get a phone call and then I get another text message and I'm in the middle of my job, just doing my normal thing. So I couldn't really just easily take these. But it turns out that I forgot to do the little query check to check the max tickets sold. And suddenly it was going <laughs> to a thousand, to a thousand fifty, to eleven hundred, twelve hundred. I think it got upwards of about sixteen hundred tickets sold before I finally was able to log into the server and just basically, you know, do the old just pull the plug. And so 
they obviously the owners of the venue were panicking and completely freaked out that they had a thousand seat venue and had sold about 1600 tickets. And so they were just obviously panicked. And I'm in the middle of my workday panicked. How am I going to solve this? How am I going to do this? I got to do my normal work stuff, deal with this freelance thing. It was a, a total disaster at that moment. Um, thankfully, things did end up working out perfectly fine. What was interesting is that um, another unfortunate thing that I didn't check was one way people got around the max tickets was <laughs> they would just buy multiple times, but use the same email address. Um, again, this is very early in my career. I wasn't very good at, you know, figuring out how to handle, you know, possible situations that people would try to work around. So they went through and they checked all the, all the orders and realized, you know, one person with the same email address ordered 24 tickets. So they reached out to them, refunded them, and just did that as much as they could. And they got it down to about, I think, because of that, got it down to like 11, 1,200 tickets. Again, this is so long ago. I don't remember the exact numbers. But they got it down to that about that many. And then the day of the event happens, and they're still a little worried. Are we going to be able to fit everyone? And I think about five to only 600 people ended up ended showing up. And the reason being, it was just $1. So mm-hmm. a lot of people just went out and bought the oh. tickets just in case. And then just a lot of people couldn't show up. And uh-huh. so they were, they never ended up having a capacity issue. It all ended up working out well, but it was some uh, stressful times when all those tickets were processing and getting paid and doing all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and thankfully the client was, you know, very happy and understandable in the end. They, they weren't angry at me. They ended up using that exact ticket system. Once I patched that little thing, um, and they ended up using that ticket system that I had made for about 10 to 12 years. Um, and so yeah, they were pretty happy and, and we got it all sorted out. And even for me, the client did all the legwork of reaching out to all those purchases and doing all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of had to turn the server off and then fix the little patch and, and didn't have to deal with too much of the consequences, thankfully. But it was a very stressful uh, couple hours while we were trying to figure out what happened and, and what was going on there. That was a, that was a roller coaster, Derek. That was a, you're, you're like setting up this, this scenario, you know, that uh, first off, I'm kind of getting, you know, little hints of when it happened. If, you know, Blink-182 are kind of popular yeah. and I'm assuming yeah, exactly. building a, you know, a, a custom plugin because there wasn't many good no. like right now. I think there's, there's this plenty of good. 2005. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, this yeah. is a long, long time ago. So yeah. You, you wouldn't be Some, somewhere a around there. Yeah. Plug in now. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so okay. And, and, you know, and the, you know, so kind of height of, you know, Blink 182's popularity and tickets for a dollar. That's insane. So obviously yeah. there's going to be a lot of demand and, you know, this whole roller coaster of like, oh no, we, we sold too many. I thought you were going to tell me, you know, you sold by, uh, by tens of thousands more. I mean, it, I feel very lucky you yeah. have 600 tickets too many, cause this could have been yeah. much worse. And then the, the, yeah. the scalpers, you know, like, like it kind of, boy, it worked out. I mean, and especially because it sounds like the, the client, this, you know, the client could have put all of this on, on you to like reach out, you know, to oh, do yeah. like tech support and like reach out and cancel these tickets, man, this, that was a roller coaster. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I, like I said, I was so early in doing, this was my first real large development thing. The biggest thing I had ever developed was this thing. So, you know, I just had no idea of how things could go wrong, how badly things could go wrong, what to even check. And it, it was just a very good learning experience. That's for sure. Um, but we just, I just had a good relationship with the client. So they were pretty happy. And because honestly, it was early in my thing. 
I was charging them next to nothing. So there wasn't, it wasn't like I charged them $50,000 for this thing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it didn't work. Uh, you know, I was getting paid honestly on a per ticket basis. I got 10 cents a ticket at the time that they sold through their thing. And <laughs> me being in my early twenties and making a couple extra thousand dollars a month, that was phenomenal. It was wonderful. So it was a great situation. So, um, but yeah, like I said, they kept using it for over a decade, that exact same system. And so you had this, you built this, this ticket uh, system for a pretty big event. And that event, as we said, kind of, you know, spiraled out of control, but it just sounds like the, the two issues were having some way to capture like scalpers, you know, prevent scalpers from at least using the same email. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even do that. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. check like, because there's no user accounts in the system. It was a pretty straightforward. It's just, you go, it's, you know, a one-time check guest checkout thing. So it didn't even check email addresses or anything. And it did keep track every time it sold, it kept track of a total. It's just when people went to the page, it forgot to check how many tickets yeah. have been sold and have we already passed that number and to stop, <laughs> to stop it from some selling more at the time. So. So those two things got fixed and there was this, this worked for 10 years, pretty much kind of running itself. Yeah. I never touched it really ever after that. It just kind of kept cruising along until they finally got big enough where they, they kind of had to do some business merger and, you know, other, what is, what are those, you know, music companies? I forgot what it is, but, um, you know, they got, they kind of got bought up basically. And, yeah. and so then they were like, no, we have to use Ticketmaster or some other thing. And so they eventually right. had, were forced to abandon it for business reasons, but, but yeah. yeah they, they, they probably got acquired by Clear Channel or something like that. Yes. That's what it is. Clear Channel. Yeah. It was something along those lines. So just kind of looking back, what is the one bit of advice you'd give to someone who's like tackling a project similar to this based on your experience? What's the one thing you'd warn them about? I mean, it's obviously testing. <laughs> that's that's pretty the big deal. It's just testing your thing as much as possible in as many scenarios. I mean, I still do my plugins now, and I actually just got a request for one just this morning, actually, where I was just like, I responded back to the person. I never even considered someone doing that ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a confetti plugin, and he's like, I put it on the, I put it on the confetti, I put my confetti on there twice on the page. Once when the page loads, and as the user scrolls down then it'll go again. I'm like, I never considered anyone doing confetti twice on one page. And so, you know, you can test as much as you want, but, um, but sometimes you'll run into those scenarios that you don't think of, but you still got to do as much testing as possible. Well, Derek Shower, I really appreciate your time. You're listening to Press This. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have one final Halloween story to give you chills. So stay tuned. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is the special Halloween story. Uh, earlier, we heard from Chris Wigman, and I thought I'd have Chris come back and listen to the only horror story I have, the only WordPress horror story I have. Chris, are you, are you familiar with mid-journey and text-to-image to, text to generators? Like Dolly and things? Open AI? Yeah, and like Dolly. Like I was using them and kind of experimenting with different things. And and as, a, as someone who yo-yos a lot, very first thing I tried was the yo-yo emoji. And um, yo-yo emoji just really didn't get any great results in there. Uh, it didn't, you know, it didn't get me anything that looked like a yo-yo, for instance. And, and the word yo-yo also didn't get me stuff in text to image generators. But it really got me interested because I kept getting very consistent results. Whenever I used the yo-yo emoji, I would get this really cool looking pink and blue uh, scene with like uh, three mountain peaks in the background and a figure in the foreground. And, you know, this is supposed to be like kind of random. And I kept getting very different images that had pink and blue pastel colors, a figure in the foreground and things like that. So I really started kind of diving into why is this emoji giving me this? And I, I spent hours hours, hours, hours going through different combinations of emojis. What does this emoji do? What happens if I do two yo-yo emojis? And I wrote this massive blog post. I mean, this was going to be, this is going to crack the crack the, the case wide open on like weird stuff that happens in, you know, Dolly and Midjourney around like, why did, why does this emoji give me this image? And why do other emojis actually give me, you know, pretzel will give me things that look like baked goods and coffee will give me things that look like a coffee shop. But, you know, the yo-yo emoji keeps giving me this strange scene. And so after I wrote this massive blog post, I mean, it was hours of research and documenting and taking notes and then the writing, God, I hate writing. It's like pulling teeth and I hit publish and I go to sleep. You know, it's Sunday night. I spent all Sunday working on researching this post. Monday morning, people are just like, all I see are are squares. Like uh, when I when I go to your site, Doc, I see you say the square emoji gives me this result, but the square emoji gives me this result. And I went and I checked it. You know, the dashboard it looked great on the back end. The like on my side and the the Gutenberg editor, it looked beautiful. On the front end, it was all squares, and all of that work was just absolutely shot. You you know you know why, Chris. Why would that be? Ghosts in the machine? Gremlins? My WordPress site is so old, the database did not support emoji, like at all. It was some, you know, 15 year old, you know, like, like there, there's like, if I would have installed something in the last eight years or whatever, it just would have kind of, it would have been still old, but it still would have supported emoji in some level. My database for my WordPress website did not. And if there's one thing people will tell you, you know, if you don't really know what you're doing, the one thing you don't want to do is poke around in your WordPress database. And that's that's where that's what I need. I need to update my WordPress database. So that's oh, Chris, that's my horror story. I, you know, I went looking for like a plugin to just easily convert to like uh, you know, uh something that supports emoji, any any of the databases that could do it. And now uh, I'm going to have to hire someone just to just update the database so that I can get this post that I spent, you know, 10 hours on just so I can get that to actually show up on my site in a legible way. That'll do it. Old, yeah. old technology is it, it's a zombie waiting around to cause you problems, right? Yeah. You know, and, and it just it taught me a lot, too. I mean, it did like I can go into my portal on my hosting and, you know, I can with a click update my PHP. 
You know, I can, I can do all this other stuff, but yeah, that database, nope, you gotta, you gotta know what you need. Like there's no, there's no easy fix for that. And I think there maybe might've been as those were rolling out, but I kind of missed the wave. Like it's even those things that fixed the database to, you know, kind of update them or, you know, at this point, they're even old technology. So that's my WordPress horror story. And Chris, it's not, it didn't bring down 20,000 websites, but you know, to me, it was, it was a bummer and it's still gives me shivers, you know, to see that blog post and think of like what it could have been. But that's it for our episode of Press This, our Halloween episode of Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. I want to thank all my guests for joining me today. Chris, thank you so much for, for joining me. You can follow my adventures with Torque Magazine over on at the Torque Mag. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download it directly from WMR.FM. We're a weekly podcast. Next week, we're going to have Fran Nagolto telling us how to overcome your fear of going headless with WordPress. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of headless. And if you're worried about making that jump into to headless, you're worried about, you know, learning JavaScript or whatever you need to do to kind of make that jump. Well, Fran's going to have some great advice for you. So stay tuned for that episode. I'm your host, Dr. Popular. I support the WordPress community through my role here at WP Engine and Torque Magazine. And I love to spotlight members of that community every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.